0: podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Hope you guys this week has been great. Weather here along the Wasatch front a little cooler today. Despite it being the longest day of the year, the summer solstice is here, but highs expected to be in the 70s at the highest here along the Wasatch front and I'm not going to lie, I will take it. Anyways, Enough of that. We are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got some bad news legally for a BYU wide receiver who's expected to contribute in a large part this year. I think a lot of people thought he would be a big part of the passing game. He is now facing legal issues. We'll talk about that here in the first segment. Second and third segments today continue with our 12 and 12 in reverse. Uh, We're going to talk with Idaho State head coach Rob Fennessy. Talk about the Bengals, BYU's Week 10 opponent this season. Their FCS game uh, scheduled for 1 o'clock Mountain Time in November at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll talk about the Bengals, uh, his connections to here, the Intermountain Inter West, what he's doing to try and rebuild the Bengals program, how he's kind of taking a page out of BYU's book in terms of recruiting. You'll hear about all of that on today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Twillery.com. We'll tell you more about what they're offering our listeners here in a moment as well. So There you go, rundown of what we're going to be covering today. Let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 21st, 2019. <coughs> All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Most of you have probably seen this by now. If you didn't, news breaking yesterday: Jay Drew and Pat Reavy with the initial report. Sean Walker had a report as well shortly thereafter. Uh, BYU wide receiver Neil Pau, who is expected to be a junior this fall, pleaded not guilty Wednesday to charges of driving under the influence and interfering with signs and signals. Both of those misdemeanors, according to documents filed in Provo City Justice Court. Uh, the two violations represent Class B and Class C misdemeanors, respectively, in terms of the DUI and then the interfering with signs and signals. The charges stem from an incident on June 8th involving Pau and BYU, BYU University police when Pau was found to be operating a vehicle with a blood alcohol content of at least 0.05 or greater. The legal limit in the state of Utah is 0.05. According to a blood test administered at the Utah County Jail, his blood alcohol content was 0.147, nearly three times the legal limit. Uh, Pau was reportedly observed by a BYU police officer driving, quote, right next to and around my patrol vehicle at June 8th at 12.58 a.m. After driving through a barricade marking a newly paved road, the officer pulled over Pau, who was the only occupant of his vehicle. According to the report further, while speaking with police, the officer smelled a, quote, strong odor, unquote, of alcohol, to which Pau'u responded he had two jungle juices, which is a mixed liquor that commonly combines vodka and rum with fruit, and usually something that you see at college parties. Well, as most of you know, BYU's honor code forbids the consumption of alcohol, and Pau'u has been... Uh, essentially suspended indefinitely, I would guess, with the program. Looking back on it now, it was kind of surprising that he was not at BYU Media Day. Now we know why. Uh, he is a six-foot-four, 223-pound wide receiver from Santa Ana, California. Younger brother, former BYU linebacker Butch Pauu, who graduated last year. He played in all 13 games last year, including three starts, accumulating 216 receiving yards and one touchdown. Uh, The preseason depth chart, according to BYU's media guide they handed out at media day, had him as the number two starter at the Z receiver spot on BYU's preseason depth chart. Uh, The BYU athletic department, their sports information department, said the university is aware of the situation and are, quote, looking into it. Let's put it this way. I don't think you're going to see Neil Pau'u playing for BYU this year at minimum. Uh, Very likely could transfer and play elsewhere, but this is a legal situation. This is not a a moral situation with BYU's honor code. This is in the law. I saw some tweets yesterday of people saying that Jay Drew Drew and some of the other reporters that had this story shouldn't be reporting on it. They're digging up dirt on BYU athletes. Get over yourselves plain and simple. This is a legal issue. It's a public record. Guy was driving nearly three times the legal limit. I have very low tolerance for people who drive drunk. That's just me. That's that. And I, I think most of you would agree with that. And I'm hopeful that this can be a wake up call for Nil Powell. He's lucky he didn't get into an accident. Uh, people lose lives in accidents like this. I'm hopeful this is a wake-up call to this young man and he can figure things out. A returned missionary from the Salt Lake City Mission, he played for Servite High School, one of the powers down in Southern California. Played all kinds of positions before joining BYU. And I really thought he was going to be a big part of BYU's wide receiving core this fall. I would expect that now, yeah, you're probably not going to see him on the field this fall. He'll probably be serving some sort of suspension. And like I said, very well could end up that he decides to transfer. He is a junior, so he has technically two years of eligibility remaining. Um, As I tweeted yesterday, as of the time I had checked and talked to my sources he is not in the NCAA transfer portal at this point and that doesn't mean he's going to jump in immediately he could decide hey i want to make up for my my mistake here stay with byu make good on things and that would be very commendable but this is just a uh, this is an unfortunate situation plain and simple he's lucky that he didn't cause any accidents and have hurt anybody else with this he's the only driver of his vehicle so he put himself at risk personally and it's just a bad decision all the way around. I can understand that BYU is going to be very careful with this. You probably won't see necessarily a, a, a statement made publicly from BYU about his status. We'll be sure to ask about him probably when fall camp comes. I would expect we'll probably get a no comment in that regard. But any other news that comes out about this, we'll make sure to pass it along to you right here on Locked On Cougars because we are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. But just a truly unfortunate situation involving Nopau, a poor, poor decision on his part, uh, driving nearly three times the legal limit of, with alcohol in your system, just a bad decision and I would expect that you probably won't be seeing no Pau'u suiting up for BYU this fall, but we'll make sure to cover everything for you as it comes along, but you can read more about that ksl.com, sltrib.com, the Deseret News, they've all got it, you can go read about it, uh, great work, credit to Jay Drew, Pat Reevy, and Sean Walker from ksl.com for breaking that story and like I said, I'm hopeful it's a wake-up call for Neil and that he's able to overcome this, but it's an unfortunate situation all the way around. And many of you probably have personal situations involving drunk driving and whatnot that really speak to you about this. And I'm hopeful that it has a positive outcome in the end. Alright, there you go. So, some rough news to start off today's podcast. We're going to talk a little bit more light news next as we talk Idaho State football with Rob Fennessy, the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals. He's actually taken a little bit of a, a, a the route BYU has gone about in terms of recruiting. You'll hear about that. He's also a guy who's intimately familiar with BYU, having coached around the Intermountain West over the years, coached against BYU. You'll hear him talk about the Cougars and what he sees from them on film. Before before we do that though. A reminder that today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends at twillery.com. Twillery is here to give you non iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts, whatever you need to wear, for as low as $55 each when you bundle them together. And with free shipping returns, you can try on the twills risk free. After all, as Twillery likes to say, feeling is believing. Smart Casual just got smarter with Twillery and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with four way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and keeps you looking. Looking and feeling cool, and for as low as fifty five dollars a pop when you bundle four or more shirts with free shipping and returns, it's the top value in smart workwear. Grab them here, go to twillery.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $25 off, guys. Don't delay. Make sure to get your shirts now. Like I said, I've worn them multiple times. The ones they've sent to me have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, their shirts that competitors are selling for a hundred plus dollars for just fifty-five dollars a shirt. So check it out, guys. Free brush nickel collar stays included with each shirt. And if it doesn't fit, free shipping and returns. You can make sure you're taken care of. They want to guarantee that you'll have the best-looking shirts in your office. Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking the soda in your fridge. It's easy, affordable, and the perfect fit guaranteed. So once again, go to twillery.com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that promo code $25 off to help restock the shirts in your closet. That's twillery.com slash Locked On. Proud partner of Locked On Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Pleased to welcome in the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, Rob Fennessy. Coach, how
1: are you? Very good, Jake. How are you guys doing today?
0: Oh, we're doing great. Uh, First thing, we're at the top here. What are you guys doing coming to the state of Utah four times in one year?
1: Oh, we figured... uh... We're, well, we we consider Utah a local area when it comes to recruiting, so we figured we we make ourselves part of the state. I guess I don't know, but you know, part of it is is due to the Big Sky schedule. Um, you know, that's just the way the way it works out. And uh, the thing is, uh, you know, these were games that were scheduled uh, before I was given the head coaching job here, so. Uh, it just kind of happened that way so i guess you figure we got to try to win the utah state championship this year
0: <laughs> absolutely that's going to be the fun part about it uh of course this podcast is focused on byu they're they are late in the season for you guys also late in the season for the cougars as well you mentioned that utah for you guys you feel like is a local area pocatello is not a long drive away from the state of utah and provo in particular what about BYU? Uh, do you, have you seen on film so far? Have you done early prep work on them, or is it you're you're still waiting to see how they look once the season gets going?
1: Well, you know, obviously we've we've looked at them. we look at all we take a look at all of our opponents during during uh, June and a little bit of July. Um, but historically, you know, I've uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, coach against BYU teams uh, in the in the early 2000s with Wyoming. Uh, and at UNLV, been up to uh, Lavelle, or been to Lavelle Edwards Stadium quite a few times, and, and you know they don't they don't seem to change. They're always they're always big, uh, they're always very physical, and uh, and uh, a mature team that, uh, that that plays tough when uh, uh, when you're playing them in Lavelle Edwards.
0: If I'm not mistaken, this will be your first time facing Kalani Satake as the head coach of BYU. What about him do you know? Do you have any connection with him at all?
1: I know uh, a couple of our assistants do, Dave Fiafia and, and Steve Fita. Uh, they know him, but, but I've had a few conversations uh, with Kalani on the phone a year or so ago. Nice guy. Uh, you know, He's done a great job and they they did a really good job last year uh, with their uh, uh, with their season but no uh, I don't know him like on a super personal level but I know you know very polite very nice sometimes that I've had interactions with them.
0: your team Idaho State's been a program that historically has had some good years in the in the Big Sky but recently had a little bit of a bumpy run but it seems like he has rebounded a little bit last year what's it been like for you going into your third year as the head coach there
1: probably the biggest thing is you know, we have 27 seniors and so this bunch is you know they they were sophomores when i when i got the job back here and they've just matured gotten older they know the system uh, you know, it, it never runs itself, but we have a bunch of seniors that'll take charge and and uh, and get things going the right way, and that that kind of helps. You know, you're not pulling teeth out of everyone. You can always turn to a Mitch Geller or a Mikey Dean or a Cody Graves, those guys that have started for three or four years and said, "Hey, you know, go straight and so and so up," and they'll they'll go take care of business. So uh, it, it just it's, it's been fun watching this team go from where we were. Uh, in in the early, you know, whatever, 2011 and on up, to uh, them feeling some success, and and once they got a little taste of it, they kind of, you know, like blood in the water with sharks.
0: <laughs> I, I like that analogy. That's great. I wanted to ask you about Mitch Geller in, in particular. What makes him stand out to you? What why is he so effective?
1: Well, he's he's mature. You know, he played in minor league baseball for four years. And uh, he's been through uh, a lot of tough situations as a professional athlete, you know, where where your job is on the line. And so he gets here into this college football business and, you know, it's kind of he's experienced a lot of these, uh, the the type of pressure that is, is put on athletes and that that is a big benefit to him you know he wasn't just as a true freshman he wasn't an 18 year old true freshman he was a, a 22 23 year old uh, true freshman not unlike you know all the kids that we have in BYU and Utah the kids that come back off their missions mm-hmm. yeah so uh you know you know and, and you like those guys because they've had some real life experiences and and sometimes college football isn't as tough mm-hmm. and that's what Mitch has gone through in a different way but he uh Big physical guy. I think he's faster than people think, and uh, uh, he doesn't look like much. He's, he's got, you know, very little or no flash, but uh, I think playing baseball gave him great hand-eye coordination and ball skills. It's unbelievable some of the catches he makes. So two years ago against Portland State, he caught a 98-yard touchdown, and it never touched his left hand. He, he caught it with his right hand and kept running down the side, and he never put his left hand on the ball.
0: I actually do remember that play. I think, was it in an ESPN top 10 or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely a phenomenal play, plain and simple. But, yeah, I think he's a guy, I've just in terms of players that stand out to me, he's a guy I wanted to ask you about. You mentioned two of your assistant coaches, David Fiafia and Steve Fafita. They didn't coach or play at BYU, but they are guys from the state of Utah, familiar with this area. What about them, do you like what have they done to help your program really build up to what it's like right now
1: yeah well you know I'll start with David Fiasia when uh, uh, back in 2015 he and I both got hired at at Idaho State on on the same day as assistant coaches and when I was named head coach the first phone call I made was to David say hey Dave you know um, you're 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 going to be the assistant head coach Uh, David's our emotional leader uh, he, he's a fire, fire, fiery guy. Uh, does a great job, coordinates our special teams, uh, critiques the head coach's jobs to come tell me when I'm screwing it up <laughs> and to fix it, and uh, the, and he does a good job at that. Uh, just a, a good family man, uh, a good person to be around, and the kids respect him. Uh, we have a, uh, a a pretty good poly, Polynesian uh, Population on our team, and and he's one of the guys, man. When he says something, you know, the, 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 those guys all all stop and listen to him. Uh, you know, but the whole team does. You know, uh, Steve Fafita played at Utah, uh, had a great had a great career there. I think he was the MVP in the Siesta Bowl or whatever. And, yeah, he was. And uh, yeah, and he's been here for quite some time, and he really gets after the D line. Does a does a good job with those guys as well. And and those two are the two that are down in. in in the Salt Lake area and Provo, you know, they they got, they split it up from Provo all the way up to uh, up to state line or whatever recruiting and, and they go in there and, and get us in on some kids that we probably might not otherwise have a chance at.
0: Alright, we'll take a time out here come back with another segment with Coach Fennessey talk a little bit more in depth about BYU in terms of personnel, what he sees from them on film, etc. A reminder for you guys before we go though that today's podcast, this podcast, Locked on Cougars, is available on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Twitch, uh, not Twitch, uh, <laughs> Twitch, We're not streaming on Twitch. We should be. But yeah, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and the Himalaya Podcast app, and maybe Twitch in the near future. We'll see what we can do. But a reminder also for you guys, when you're driving to or from work or around town, all you have to do to stay up to date on BYU news is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cougars, and we'll be right there with you for the drive. More in a moment with Coach Fennessy from Idaho State. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Pleased to be joined for another segment by Idaho State head coach Rob Fennessy. Coach, right before the break, you talked a little about the recruiting that both David Fiafia and Steve Fafita have done here in the state of Utah. How much of an importance is recruiting the state of Utah for you guys at Idaho State?
1: Well, it's a local area. If you look at, at the... the uh, in, in respect to Pocatello, the two largest uh, population bases are in Boise, which is three hours away, and Salt Lake City, which is two hours away, and all the way down to Provo, which is three hours away. So we consider that whole area uh, a local area for us. Uh, In the past, uh, the previous coach did not recruit anybody out of there, and since we've been uh, uh, back here from 2017 on, we've signed uh, Ten, I think we're up to 10 or 11 kids right now. now. Now quite a few of them are on missions, which I wish they weren't because they'd be good <laughs> enough to play now. But uh, uh, when they get back, that will definitely impact our program. But uh, I think it's important for us to be down there. Uh, I think when people come up here, one, they real, uh, two things that they say, wow, I didn't realize how close this was. You know, And then the other one is, boy, this is this is a lot more beautiful than I thought. You know, I didn't think it was this nice up here. So those are a couple of things I think is important for us.
0: You mentioned guys going on missions. There are coaches that have uh, not been fans of uh, recruiting members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that go on missions because of the roster adjustments it causes. There's two years that you have to account for them being gone, et cetera. What has made you embrace those guys going on missions?
1: Well, first, you know, it's part of the culture here in Pocatello, okay? And it's part of the culture in this part of the country. And, and if, you, if you fight it, uh, it, it makes it tougher. Uh, you know, you, you want to recruit a kid, you know, a lot of the times you have to ask are you're going to go on a mission or not. And sometimes that determines on whether we're going to offer a scholarship or not. And uh, I like it because you get older, mature uh, men come back off their missions that have, like I said, had to deal with real life. Situations, you know, and have had to live on their own and 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 really take responsibility for a lot of things. So, uh, you know, I think I think it's important to uh, to embrace that.
0: When it comes to facing BYU, of course, they have the highest percentage of guys who go on missions. When, when you look at BYU's roster, you said you've worked at Wyoming, you've worked at UNLV, you've faced BYU multiple times, and I, the words I hear a lot, just working in the media sphere that I work in, are the words buzzwords around BYU: big, strong, physical. Are there any other buzzwords you'd add to what you see from BYU over the years?
1: Yeah, they're all uh, they're all twenty five year old guys. <laughs> <laughs> You look at the uh, uh, you look at you look at the roster and look at their bios and and you know you say he's a freshman but then you look he's twenty three yeah it's true <laughs> so, but and so like I said they're mature but you gotta understand a a, a young man's body physically maturing between the ages eighteen and you know 22, 23, you know whatever it is and uh, uh, but no BYU historically is uh, like I said big. It, it, it's, it, the team hasn't changed. They look the same as when I was at Wyoming in 2000. I mean, gosh, it's, they're just, they're just a bunch of big, physical, mature uh, young men. And a lot of them have families, which, you know, football sometimes isn't as important as if you have a, a wife and two kids, you know? So there's other things in their lives rather than just football and, and gives them time. Football might be an escape or, or something they can do. And, and it, it, they they really benefit from that.
0: You're going to be facing the Cougars this year. They have a sophomore quarterback in Zach Wilson, really kind of burst onto the scene the latter half of last year. When you've done kind of that that scouting of him, what do you see in particular from him at that quarterback position?
1: Oh, yeah, jeez, it was it, it was the worst was watching the bowl game. The guy was running all <laughs> over the place. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, just just uh, very confident and. They said, he, he makes plays with his feet. He, can, he, can, he runs the team well. You can see him. You can see that the guys rally around him. Boy, he's just going to have a higher level of confidence next year going into their 2019 season.
0: With Matt Bushman, of course, he's led BYU in receiving back-to-back years. Tight ends have been a weapon BYU has used for years. You would obviously have seen that probably over the years playing against the Cougars. Yeah. What do you see, see in him?
1: just like I said is your typical BYU receiver you know he's he's gonna be <laughs> physical and he's gonna get open and make plays I mean that's just it's the same deal it's the same it's it's amazing the teams all look the same I can get names confused I go back to to uh there's one back when I was in high school Gordon come on help Gordon me Gordon Hudson oh so, Gordon Hudson you know it's 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 the same guy you know all those all the tight ends and receivers and all that stuff so uh, like another good player a lot of talent on that on that on both sides of the ball
0: I know your background's on the offensive side of the ball. You look at BYU defensively; they're replacing Corbin Kafusi and Sione Takitaki, kind of their top two defensive players a year ago. Completely revamping their linebacking core, it appears. When you look at them defensively, what do you see?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be eight or nine more Kafusis coming through. Okay, it seems like there's been a Caffussis, either Utah or BYU. There's been a Kafusi, eight or nine of them on every team. I can tell you this every much, time, Coach. Every time you look. Yeah. Uh, but they're either they're either playing or coaching. Yeah, <laughs> so, I can tell you
0: this much: BYU's uh, currently got two or three. They've got offers to. They're still in the high school ranks. So,
1: oh yeah, there um, you go. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it, they're they're going to reload. There's there's a D D-line, I don't know his name. There's a D D-line there that's what 6-6-3, six, six, something that everyone tries to double team. As I, I lay up lay awake at night trying to figure out. Well, I, I won't until that week. Uh, I won't think about it until that week, you know, how we're going to block this <laughs> yeah. guy. But uh, always big defensive linemen, always uh, always big physical linebackers. And, uh, and one, one thing historically about BYU is their defense plays extremely nasty. And I say that in the, in, with, with the utmost respect. That, that they play it the way you should be. We should play it, right up and right up to the edge, and uh, uh, that's another thing. You're going to come out of the game with some bumps and bruises.
0: Coach, I guess last thing for me is there are there any other players on your roster right now that you feel are breakout stars or guys that you feel like could really emerge this year that BYU fans should be aware of?
1: Well, you know, you're going to see a, a, a guy out there that's five that's five, 160 pounds, and that's when he's wet. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Dean. Okay. Number twenty. Uh, he he's one of the things I call. Look how little that guy is, but but he's a uh, uh, a special player for us in, at the slot position. And I think uh, uh, by the end of the game, hopefully, who knows? You know, people are going, boy, look at that guy. Um, defensively, you know, we have a uh, we have a couple of safeties that I think are are you know extremely underrated. Christian McFarland and and Adkin and I think they'll do a good job. We have linebacker Cody Graves who has been a starter for, you know, he's redshirted one year, but he's been a starter a better part of four years. And, you know, there's some all-conference guys that, that, that you'll notice. I, you know, I don't like to toot our horn a whole lot, but we have, I think we had 14 all-conference players and we have, last year, and we have, I want to say, 11 of them coming back. And so um, it's, it's going to be a, a, a fun bunch to watch. We have a running back from Cypress uh, down there in Salt Lake area. Uh, Soja
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, Nasu who uh, who I think will be a player that, that uh, people will notice by the end of the season
0: well coach I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me here on the podcast we're looking forward to tracking the Bengals throughout this upcoming year and also when they do face off against the Cougars in November okay
1: yeah we're looking forward to it thanks
0: alright there you have it Rob Fennessy, head coach, Idaho State, and thank him for taking the time. It was a blast to catch up with him. Very affable personality. It was great to hear from him. And he's taken a lot of the kind of the idea of BYU with return missionaries. He's coaching in Pocatello, Idaho. And most of you who are from southeastern Idaho and I've got southeastern Idaho roots understand that there is a very large contingent of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He says he's got 10 guys on missions right now. He's doing the right thing in terms of recruiting up there. He's taken a page out of BYU's book. As you heard him say, he's been coaching in the Intermountain West for years at UNLV in Wyoming, coaching against BYU. So he's very familiar with how BYU goes about things. He had a great joke about the 25-year-olds who play for BYU, and you can tell he's good-natured about it because he may have some of those guys in the near future at at Idaho State if everything works out. And he's got a good team. Idaho State's been way down for a long time, but they're on the way up a little bit. Uh, We talked about Mitch G- Geller, a great player who I think is going to be an FCS All-American again this year. They've got some talent in Idaho, in Idaho there in Pocatello and Holt Arena. It's, a, it's an intimate environment. It's an indoor arena, but it can be a fun time. I've been to a couple of games there over the years, so Excited to see what Idaho State does. They're going to be facing four in-state teams. Of course, Weber State and Southern Utah in Big Sky play. And they're also taking on Utah and BYU in terms of non-conference opponents this season. So they've got quite the slate for themselves. But best of luck to Idaho State. And thanks again to Rob Fennessy for joining us here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Next week, we're talking about the Liberty Flames. Might we have Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss head coach on the show? We'll see what we can do. I can tell you that we're expected to have J Mayava on the show. and also Also, Devin Downing, two of BYU's recent commits, chasing a couple other recent commits in uh, Dean Jones and also uh, Bruce Garrett. We'll see what we can do to get them on the show in the coming weeks. But exciting times here on the Locked on Cougars podcast because we are your daily podcast focused on BYU. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday edition of the show. Uh, Just real quick with the countdown today, I forgot to do that. I, I apologize. Actually, I should do that right now. I didn't do it earlier in the show and that's on me. Number 69 in today's today's countdown on the Locked on Cougars podcast, the Holy War Player Countdown, is Tristan Hodge. And I probably shouldn't have glossed over this earlier, but I apologize. We'll take a moment here and talk about him. But Tristan Hodge is going to be a junior this year. The former Notre, Notre Dame transfer is expected to be a stalwart along BYU's offensive line. He could play any of the five positions along BYU's offensive line, but his professional future is probably at guard, and that's where BYU has slotted him in, at right guard. I really feel like Tristan is going to be part of the stout BYU offensive line. I expect that Kyris Tonga, who told Jay Drew that he has plans to go to the NFL, hopefully after his junior year this year. I think you're probably going to see Tristan Hodge try and do the same thing. He's proven at the at the college level at two different programs that he's a solid player. He's been a longtime starter for the Cougars. Barring any major injuries this fall, and knock on wood, you don't want to see any of that. You, you hope that Tristan Hodge has a good year this year and can go out and help BYU reestablish that pipeline to the NFL in terms of offensive linemen. So today's number 69 in our player countdown is Tristan Hodge. Once again, I probably should have gotten that in the podcast earlier, but we're not neglecting one of BYU's best offensive players and probably an unheralded, unsung one of their best players in Tristan Hodge I really feel like he could be in the NFL this time next year we'll see how it all shakes out this fall alright now we're done thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show we'll have our player countdown series continuing over the weekend we'll get back to full podcast next week like I said we're going to expect it to have Sol J Maeva and also Devin Downing join us on the show to talk about their commitments to BYU so stay tuned for those interviews and a reminder for you guys that this today's podcast has been brought to you by Twillery.com stock the shirts in your closet easy as it can be free shipping and returns and use the promo code locked on to get $25 off your first order go to twillery.com locked on and check it out there thanks again for joining us this has been the locked on cougars podcast for june 21st 2019